What's up, Warriors fans? This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. Sam Orlick here. Warriors back in action after an extended absence in honor of Decky, um, who suffered just an absolute, absolute tragedy. Um, I'm sure as most know, but just to recap um, the terrible events that happened last week um, at a team dinner Tuesday night in Salt Lake City, Warriors assistant coach Decky suffered a heart attack. He was immediately taken to the hospital and would later end up passing the next day. Um, Lots of Warriors players, staff, and just organizational members in attendance just seeing the events uh two games ended up being postponed um on wednesday and friday and um so much really so much from steve kerr and the organization um have come out in response of this talking about how um how what an incredible person he was how impactful he was his smile his joy his knowledge and love for the game, the respect that he commanded from, from players and quite, quite a, um, quite support for him. The global support that, that was so evident there was, uh, in Serbia, there was a game the other night, um, against his two teams, the team that he played for and the team that he coached. And there was just this absolutely incredible, um memorial and celebration for him in Serbia just so incredible to see the fans and the energy and the support and they love um that they had for him you had players on um the Hawks coaching staff and players obviously Dario Saric for the Warriors just so much respect for him and you just really see how you know basketball is so much more than a sport there's so much camaraderie here in this league, and it's just absolutely so devastating for him and his family, his wife and his two children. Um, but so nice that the Warriors were able to um, take the time away from the game, be able to, um, obviously it's going to take an immeasurable amount of time to try and move past this, but at least having some time to process and to take a step back and not just be forced into playing a game. Uh, the next day or a few days later. And really, you know, as Warrior fans kind of anxiously waiting to see how the Warriors would respond. Obviously, um, Warriors at 18 and 22 coming into this game against the Hawks, sitting at 12th in the West. Very disappointing season thus far. Trade rumors spiraling all over the place. And then here you have this catastrophic event kind of come out of nowhere. Um, Decky, you know, 46-year-old, you know, no known health issues or anything like that, that, that were known. This really just came out of left field and, and so, um, so quickly. Uh, and it just really was, um, just a hallowing reminder to just take, take advantage of the moment, appreciate the, the little things in life. And, and you never know, you know, no day is going to be guaranteed. You got to take what you can and, um, and live life in the moment. But so there was an incredible, pre-game ceremony um both teams you know listened to the Serbian national anthem each warriors player had 
an extra jersey with his name on the back of it that they wore during warm-ups that was placed on uh, one of his chairs. There were special black t-shirts with the word Brate draped over it, which means brother in, Ser in Serbia, Serbian. And it was just such an emotional moment uh, for everybody on both teams. And, um, and then we get into the game. And, you know, I think the Warriors were a little lackadaisical at the start. Uh, Atlanta came out and hit their first five shots. Uh, Curry um, hit the opening three. Well, he got a clean look, missed, but offensive rebound, second second look was good. Um, Dario Saric had a quick five points, but otherwise Warriors were a little quiet offensively. Curry and Thompson couldn't get it going. Um, it was really Saric. And then, and then you had uh, Jonathan Kaminga come in off the bench, who has just been absolutely incredible. Um, Kaminga just got off to such a good start in this game. Atlanta really had no answer for him, but the Warriors and the Hawks continued to trade buckets. Warriors built a 10 point lead. Um, well, first they were trailing in the first, they ended up, um, closing on a 16 to six run with a seven point lead into the second. They ended up building a 10 point lead in the second quarter, but the Hawks got hot late and it was a 69-68 halftime score, Warriors up by one. Not a lot of um, good looks for Steph Curry, not a lot of good looks for Klay Thompson, but there was a lot more intentionality on defense. That was clear from the start. Warriors giving extra effort, closing out on shooters, rotating, helping, um, understanding when there was mismatches at the end of a shot clock and they could leave their man to go help double team um, a couple different blocks in different spots. So it, you could see that there had been a concerted effort um, coming into this game to make some adjustments and give some more effort and be more prideful on defense. Something that was discussed on the last pod um, as a result of the last game against Memphis, Draymond Green's comments, obviously resonating with the team talking about, you know, Warriors sucked on defense and they need to take more pride on defense. And so despite um, the very offensive-minded nature of this game with, with both teams just really scoring, taking turns scoring on each other, at the same time, you could see a lot more concerted effort and um, just up and down the roster. It wasn't just, oh, we've got Draymond back, Draymond's great defensively. It was other guys being in the right place at the right time, whether the result was a miss or a make, you could at least see that there was um, better execution defensively. Um, as the game went on, everything really just opened up for Kaminga. He was under control. He really got wherever he wanted to go on the floor, and um, it was all in the paint. I think he had like one jumper on the night, did not attempt a three. It was all layups, dunks, and jumpers in the paint. And he was getting past everybody that he wanted to. He was pump faking guys. He was getting to the free throw line. You know, the only shots that he missed were free throws. He ended up tying the Warriors franchise record for most field goal makes in a game without a miss, going 11 for 11, tying Chris Webber, actually. So um, Kaminga was just, you know, really, I think, player of the game um, in this one for the Warriors, just all over the place, coming off the bench, not even starting. He played about 29 minutes 
uh, nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks, only one turnover. He was plus 18 on the night. That was second best uh, behind Draymond Green and Brandon uh, Pajetsky, who were both plus 19. Uh, this was a very interesting matchup and game to look at rotations. Uh, again, I mentioned earlier, there's all these trade rumors swirling around about the Warriors. Obviously, all this discourse about disappointment with the season, needing to maximize the full potential of Stephen Curry. And here you are, you know, Draymond Green, first game back or second game back, um, having all this time off and kind of expecting maybe he'd be thrown back into the starting lineup by now. But Steve Kerr opting to go with the similar starters as last game. Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Sarich, and Looney. Looney would only end up playing 10 minutes. Sarich only played 16 minutes, only played six minutes in the second half. I did think that Sarich early was very important, helping the Warriors establish something early in this game. Again, I mentioned that offensively, Warriors were really lackadaisical to open the game, and they struggled to score, and it was Sarich hitting a three, getting to the basket, who kind of settled them down. Um, obviously, as, as Kaminga and Wiggins both had exceptional games on the defensive end, and, and Kaminga was just an absolute menace offensively with the return of Draymond Green and the blowout nature of the game, you just didn't really end up needing Saric in this one as much, although he did still finish with 10 points. Looney also... Um, Kind of similar, it didn't really feel like Clint Capella was that had really established himself much in the paint, that he was really a force that required a lot of length or size. Uh, Looney, you know, basically got five, two five-minute stints, first quarter and uh, start of the first half, start of the second half. Um, and that felt pretty good. I mean, he hauled in seven rebounds. Two of those were offensive. He had an assist, steal, and a block, uh, two points, so... You know, productive 10 minutes for Looney, and um, you're starting to get a feel for what this roster um, and, and optionality that the Warriors have in flexibility with Draymond Green. And that was um, most notably seen in, in the extended minutes with Wiggins, Draymond, and Kaminga on the floor together. So that was really encouraging to see. Um, you know, Clay Thompson, I think, ended up playing more with the second unit, and I think that's what they've really wanted all along, where Clay can be a little bit more of a featured piece in the second unit, add some more floor spacing. And it was uh, Brandon Pajetsky closing, um, kind of in that closing stretch in the fourth quarter with, with Steph, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond. Um, and so that lineup feels like it's got a lot of potential. You've got a lot of rebounders. You've got the ability to switch. You've got better defenders. So really interesting to see if they continue with this sort of lineup combination. Um, Corey Joseph got 20 minutes, and that wasn't just a garbage time special. You know, they do have him basically playing backup point guard right now. And, and I thought Corey Joseph was great. Um, eight points. He was plus 12 in his 20 minutes, uh, two for two from three, three from three from the field, just overall professional, didn't really have any highlight plays, didn't make a lot of mistakes, um, in the right place on offense and defense, giving great effort, uh, just a body that you can throw out there and trust and, and rely upon to get the job done. So, um, I was happy with Corey Joseph 
and the effort that he gave in the minutes that he was on the floor. Draymond Green continues to impress, um, opens the game with two threes in opposite corners, had a very nifty finish in the lane. He went into halftime with eight points. He ended up with 12 points on the night, five rebounds, three assists, two steals and a block, five of six from the field in 22 minutes. Um, you know, so far in two games with Draymond back, haven't really seen him engaging with the refs, haven't seen a lot of antics. You just see a lot of really good basketball. And we are starting to see the benefits of having him on the floor, most notably in this game, where you see Draymond check in and the defense immediately picks up. Guys are flying all over the place. They feel um, more comfortable and confident knowing that they got each other's backs. So, you know, obviously so great to have Draymond back in there and so far uh feels pretty good with you know the work that he's put in and the words that he's said and uh the play on on the floor thus far has all um has all kind of lined up and so you know you look at a guy who can play uh 22 and a half minutes and be plus 19 off the bench and have this sort of impact is um is just so valuable. Now I do fully expect that Draymond Green will be reinserted into the starting lineup eventually, um, probably for Dario Saric, um, I would expect, but also don't have an issue with him coming off the bench if the Warriors keep winning games. So I think this is really a situation of, you know, Warriors have just been trying so desperately to find winning combinations that um, if you've got something that works, you're just going to keep sticking with it. Um, <clears throat> so Warriors cruised to victory here, 20 point, um, 22 point victory, 134 to 112 feels so weird. Honestly, with all of the, with all of the clutch games and all of the throw, uh, games that they've thrown away, there really haven't been a lot of quote unquote kind of blowout victories, but this is certainly one of them. We got some time for, uh, Santos and Quinones, um, and Jerome Robinson. So that was great to, uh, you know, on the front end of the back of, back of a back to back, you've got the Sacramento Kings tomorrow for the Warriors to take care of business. Um, take a game that was hanging out there. You know, it, again, it was a one point lead, um, going into halftime. Atlanta came out with the edge in the third quarter and retook the lead. But Warriors had the answer, put up um, an incredible third quarter, and then, you know, didn't give the Hawks a chance to get back into this. Certainly, uh, no Trey Young helped the Warriors, but, you know, Warriors missing Chris Paul, GP2, Moses Moody in their own right. So um, that's just the nature of the league. That's just the nature of the NBA. You know, for all those people out there, talking about wanting to trade for DeJounte Murray or Clint Capella. I mean, DeJounte Murray looked great. Um, he had 23 points all over the place offensively and defensively. Um, so far, it looks like the asking price for Murray is two first-round picks and a starter. Um, I don't know if the Warriors would pay that. And, um, you know, Clint Capella, he is serviceable, but... You know, at, at the salary, I think he's at he's getting paid 20 mil a year. You know, it just didn't really feel like 
he had much of a presence in this one. Um, he finished three of nine from the field, five of seven from the line, 11 rebounds, 11 points, and he was minus four in 24 and a half minutes. So, um, yeah, I think that if you're the Warriors, you're obviously exploring a lot of different options. There, you know, everybody's on the table to be traded except for Curry. Um, but at the same time, the whole the whole season is kind of hinged upon the availability of players, most notably Draymond Green. And you've got Kaminga having this career night, Green coming back and playing good, guys kind of fitting into their roles. Um, you had uh, eight guys in double figures tonight with um, Curry and Kaminga with 25, Clay with 24 and five threes, Draymond with 12 and two threes, Pods five of nine, uh, Wiggins with 12, Sarge with 10. It just feels like you had a nice game with a lot of different contributions. Obviously, this is against an Atlanta Hawks team that's in a very similar position as the Warriors in the sense that they've um, fallen a lot further down in the standings than, than they'd like to be with the talent that they have, with the team that they have assembled, with the expectations that they had of their team. Um, lost a lot of close games, but at the same time, you know, for the Warriors, you're going to take, you know, a win is a win and you're going to take whatever you can get and have success where you can. It was interesting to see Kaminga kind of thrive against Atlanta's front court. Um, they certainly had a plethora of forwards to throw at him and, and none of them could keep could keep them in front of him. And so it kind of feels like, you know, Kaminga's doing this against Jalen Johnson and Sadiq Bey and uh, Clint Capella. You know, who's going to stop this kid when he plays like this where the game slows down for him and he's picking his spots and he's not forcing it um, and he's finding ways to uh, to get to the rim and draw fouls and get to the line and counter moves. It just feels like the sky's the limit for this kid. So um, such a good bounce back game for the Warriors, such a clean game. Um, not a lot of fouls, not a lot of contested plays, not really any dirty plays. Um, certainly a very hard-fought game, a very offensive-minded game, just an overall pleasure of a game, I think, to come back and see, you know, obviously eight days without Warriors basketball. I think we're all a little starved for something, and and coming off of some of these recent uh, very tough, difficult-to-swallow losses, this just felt like such a fun game to watch and, and such a feel-good victory in honor of, of uh of decky so uh warriors a lot of work to do to turn this season around still so many questions looming with the trade deadline coming but you've got the sacramento kings in town tomorrow would be great for them to take care of business on a back-to-back -back. and um and then after that you've got the lakers at home as well on saturday so um some great opportunities for the Warriors to pick up some wins against some Western Conference opponents that are ahead of them in the standings. And who knows what could happen? You've, you're at basically the halfway point in the season at this point. Again, it's been disappointing. It's been rocky. It hasn't met expectations in any sense of the word, but there's a lot of time to get this right. And tonight certainly looked like the start of getting back on track. So a lot of things to feel good about. And uh, we'll see how things carry over with their uh, NorCal rivalry over in uh, Sacramento.
before we sign off, for all my fantasy basketball players out there, be sure to go check out the Sports Ethos coverage of the trade deadline. Every year, Sports Ethos is just absolutely on top of it. End-to-end coverage, everything you need to know, pickups in real time with analysis, predictions, who should you be holding, who should you be trying to trade for, everything and more. So please go over and check that out at sportsethos.com. And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at SD Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll catch you on the next one.